0: Ira Melmans here from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Good to talk to you again. Ira, welcome back.
1: Good morning, Heidi. Uh,
0: I think the Raise Act, I know it's been kicked around for a while, but the Raise Act has certainly gotten people's attention. I think it's a good start, don't you?
1: It, it's a great start. Uh, and it, You're right, it's been around for quite a while. It was really the recommendations of the Jordan Commission back in the 1990s. Uh, this was a blue-ribbon bipartisan commission that was appointed by President Clinton, uh, Barbara Jordan, who was, was the chairman, she was a civil rights icon from the 1960s, they came to the conclusion that our immigration policy should be merit-based. Uh, they had suggested that we cut our immigration levels in half. Uh, and really what uh, this bill is, it's the legislative vehicle for a recommendation that President Clinton endorsed back in the 1990s uh, that would really make our immigration policy serve some identifiable national interests.
0: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, because Barbara Jordan, a black woman, obviously a civil rights activist, it's interesting that the black community has not been as vocal as they should be about the jobs that illegals are taking from them, especially the low-skilled ones, These some of these high school kids and stuff, are not able to get into the workforce because of the illegal labor and that seems to be affecting the black community more than anybody.
1: It does. The the black community has taken it on the chin, and, you know, I think you have to draw a difference between the black community and the black leadership. The black leadership has kind of bought into the, you know, open borders ideology. You know, they believe that somehow this is going to work to their political advantage. But at the same time, you have rank-and-file black workers in this country who have seen their jobs and wages uh, decimated by mass illegal immigration. Uh, They have seen the schools that their kids go go to inundated with lots of kids who are non-English speaking, and now nobody in those schools is learning anything. So you you have to look, uh, you you can't necessarily look at what Maxine Waters happens to be saying uh, or what, you know, the average person in her district might be saying.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true, because Condoleezza Rice has called education the civil rights issue of our time. And when you look at how crowded our schools are, and especially in the black community, once again, the black community, a lot of these kids don't have as many choices as they should. Schools are crowded. they certainly here on Nevada, other states and letting more people in is not the answer. It's hurting everybody.
1: Right. You know, if you're not wealthy, private school isn't an option. Picking up and moving to a school district where this isn't happening, uh, that's not an option. So your kid is stuck. And, you know, this is really, you know, the the dirty little secret here about illegal immigration. The elite have managed to insulate themselves, whether they're black or white. Uh, they have not felt the effects. It's not their jobs that are being affected. It's not their kids' schools. Uh, but working-class people, whether they're black, white, Latino, uh, it doesn't matter. They're the ones who are paying the price for this. Uh, and I think that was part of what we saw in the last election was, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, we've had it with the elite telling us what to do and then not having to face the consequences of these decisions themselves themselves. Um, I'm not sure they get, they get it get in Washington, but that's clearly was the message.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, think speaking of the, the white elite who never has to deal with this, you got George Clooney who couldn't wait to get out of the U.K. and come back to America because he felt safer here, and a lot of that was, you know, they were complaining about the immigration and that kind of stuff. So they don't mind the immigrants as long as they have walls high enough to keep them out. And, and by the way, we're not saying all immigrants are like that. We're saying when there's no limit, who can come here, we don't check them out first, that's a problem.
1: Right. I mean, it's not the fault of children that they need an education. Nobody is blaming the kids for needing an education. What we're saying is that the government needs to recognize that you can't have – all these kids crowding into classrooms and expect the schools to do the impossible. Once you reach a certain point, it becomes impossible for the schools to educate anybody properly or for other social uh, institutions like healthcare institutions to be able to do what they need to do. That is the reason we have these laws. It's, to, it's because we recognize we live in a world uh, that has finite limits and that we can't accommodate everyone. It's not because we want to be mean and keep people out. It's because we recognize it has an impact on American society. Society.
0: That's true. We're speaking with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Is there, has there ever been any talk of doing anything about Plyler versus Doe, that Supreme Court case that allowed kids to be educated regardless of status? Because that was really where things took a terrible turn.
1: Right that that was the decision by the Supreme Court back in 1982 that said that any child in this country is entitled to a K through 12 education uh you know it was a five to four decision it was not a you know it wasn't a one-sided decision it was a very narrow decision and interestingly one of the things that the majority wrote in that decision was that the Tyler Texas case uh they didn't think that the education of illegal aliens had a significant impact on the school at that time. <laughs> I, I think you could make the case that in a lot of places around the country, perhaps even in Las Vegas, Nevada, that it does have a significant impact uh, these days. Yeah. Uh, but it would require somebody to, to actually challenge it, to bring a case. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's hard to get these things rolling. Uh, but, you know, I, I think based on the ruling of the Supreme Court back in 1982, that it was not a significant impact, and that was really a factor in their decision, that perhaps they might rule back, might rule differently today.
0: Isn't that scary that the Supreme Court didn't have the brains enough those are the five who voted for it, to see the long-term implications. I mean, they're supposed to see this. I mean, anybody could have seen it.
1: Well, look, I mean, you know, if you look back through the history of the court, they've made bad decisions. But look, I mean, nobody wants to be denying kids education. What we need to do is to make sure that their parents don't come here in the first place. Right. Dealing with illegal immigration at the schoolhouse door or the emergency room door, that is the wrong place to be doing it. If you're dealing with it at that point, you've allowed the situation to go way too far. What we need are sensible policies that discourage people from coming here in the first place, bringing their kids, uh, bringing their kids. Families here, so they, you know, if they're not here, then we don't have to worry about these things, and that's the way we ought to be dealing with it. And you know, there are lots of things we can do; we choose not to do those.
0: Yeah, and by the way, this this would limit the number of low skill immigrants and that kind of stuff. What are the possibilities of the Raise Act being enacted into law?
1: Well, you know, that would require some leadership and courage on the part of the Republican <laughs> leadership in Congress. <laughs> So I'll let you – you're in Vegas. You can decide what the odds of that are. I'm
0: going to bet the under. Uh, Look,
1: I I mean, it it is going to require – uh, a big push from the White House, uh, you know, the, the president has said he supports this. He was out there with Senators Cotton and Purdue last week. Uh, he is going to need to start putting pressure on Congress, and the American public is going to need to do it also because left to their own devices, we know what uh, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell will do.
0: Yes, absolutely. Melman, fair not, dot org is the website. Great to talk to you, as always. Keep up the good work there. Pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. I'm Heidi Harris.